Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in. You know, when it comes to amplifying your business, uh, we can easily get tunnel vision because we only can know so many things. Uh, We know our profession typically, but we don't know what we don't know. And that's why it's helpful to have a guide, Uh, a guide that has looked out and seen different things and different perspectives. And it's even cooler when you can find someone that's certified or has the designations to say, hey, this person knows what they're talking about because they've studied in this area. And we're going to be looking at that today um, with a professional who has has really put a lot of time and attention with fleshing out his knowledge and building the experience to help provide transformation to those he serves. And one of the things I really like about our guest today is He has the right mindset. He has the growth amplifier mindset that you never know enough. There's always an opportunity to amplify. There's always an opportunity to continue to sharpen the saw. And that's what we're going to be talking today about is just how we could do that. Um, So I'd like to welcome Mike uh, to Growth Amplifiers podcast. Michael, glad to have you join us today. I'm going to do a quick introduction um, Michael is the owner of Mailinger Consulting. He has a plethora of certifications, as mentioned. He's been in public accounting since 1995. And one of his claims to fame is he's never failed a professional exam. And like I said, he has the right energy, the right attitude. Without further ado, Michael, welcome to Growth Amplifiers. Well, also, and thank you, Kenny. And I just want to point out to the audience that the Mellinger Consulting is like the the second business that we started after I sold my first CPA firm. I do have a CPA firm that focuses on tax planning, CFO work, and that's the Mellinger.us site. And that's a little more, uh, the litigation one is very specific, um, but um, definitely a big believer in what you're talking about. I think everyone should have a growth mindset, right? And the biggest thing I always try to tell people who I talk to is, you know, the biggest advantage to working with a CPA is not because I'm so successful and my business is so great. We do have a good business, right? We've grown. We've uh, over the last 10 years, we've grown by a thousand percent, but we, we started small and we grow about 30% a year and we're looking forward to doing that. But the biggest thing that I think people can learn from me is that we work, I mean, our tagline is CPA advisors to the 1%. So we work with a lot of successful clients. Like I had a client that we worked with for two years that exited for close to $50 million. I had another client that we've been working with that's clipped 100 million, 125 million in revenue, Um, numerous clients that have grown significantly. So we're able to observe, right? we're able to observe, see what they do, and then learn from their mistakes and learn from what makes them successful. So the one thing I always tell, and I even tell my clients that are busy, is 
that are really successful is, hey, don't don't ever think you've made it, right? I mean, the thing is, I tell myself this all the time to stay humble. My business, although I think it's great and I, it does well and everything, it's not even a pimple on the butt of Greenville's economy, mm. right? So the thing is, <laughs> is so if I was to disappear, you know, my employees would be disappointed. We have about 20 employees and all this, but really it's not, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not Jeff Bezos. You know, I would love to be those guys, but there's so much room to improve, right? The biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. So I would, I would love to hear kind of like what, what got you into this profession in the first place? Um, what's the story that got you here and why you do what you do? Well, like a lot of people, I sort of accidentally stumbled into this career. Um, the uh, It's original. I was in the Marine Corps, served in the first Gulf War, was a veteran, uh, came back and was a supervisor and trainee for some convenience stores and working in a store in Anderson. And I ran across an FBI agent. At that time, I was majoring in business. And, you know, I was like, hey, I'd love to be an FBI agent. How, how do I become one? And he asked me, what are you majoring in? I said business. He said, well, the FBI is not going to hire you with a business major. You have to go and get a degree in accounting, right? So instantly like that, I changed my degree to accounting because I wanted to go work with the FBI. Well, when I was in accounting, um, I was sort of, I was one of these really underperformers growing up. I was really smart, couldn't, didn't have to take a lot of, didn't have to study for tests and everything, but a lot of my friends had went to Harvard went to Duke because I was on debate team with a bunch of people uh, that were really sharp. And I was sitting there at the University of South Carolina Spartanburg and in an old library building with about 60 kids and um, met my wife that night too. But the, 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 oh, wow. the, the professor at the class was like, Hey, I don't care that you're in this small school. I don't care if you're doing um, this, um, the CPA is the great equalizer. He goes, if you pass the CPA exam at the first sitting, no one will ever ask you where you went to school. So you'll have the same degree as Notre Dame. You'll have the same degree as all these other schools. So I, I said, well, shoot, I'll just, you know, hey, I'll just prove to everyone and I'll pass the CPA exam first sitting. And, you know, so that became my goal. I quickly got diverted from the FBI goal, even though I did go back, interview, uh, got to the third interview with the FBI. And you cannot have attention deficit and work with the FBI because the thing I failed was they put you like in a room for about five minutes and you walk out and then they ask you stuff like, okay, what, what was the clock time on the clock and where was this? And all that. So I washed out of that part of the exam, but I did tell the guys, um, I was pretty you know, cocky back then. And, and basically I said, well, if you don't hire me, I'll, I'll just become a millionaire. So the thing is, is and um, you know, so, so they didn't hire me. <laughs> probably a good choice. But uh, uh, anyway, that's how I became a CPA. I sort of fell into it. Well, isn't that interesting? The the journeys that we go on, the things that kind of craft us to our, our place. It's not always what we set out to be, but sometimes we find our way, right? Um, so we're going to jump into the big three. And, and here's what I've got for us, Mike. We're going to talk a little bit about mindset and accountability. How do you prime yourself? to continue to elevate. I, I love your mindset. Some of the things you shared with me when we were connecting um, up in Atlanta, uh, 
I found really impressive and, and really cool. And I don't see that in a lot of people. Uh, so I thought that would be cool to talk about. Um, you kind of were hovering around this earlier, but then how how you differentiate, how do you stand out from others? There's a lot of other people that can call themselves CPAs and are, are accountants, but you obviously do things differently. You have a different way of, of being. And then last but not least, um, what can we do to reject fear? Actually, I don't think that's the question, but we'll see if that's the question <laughs> when we get there. Um, but let's let's start with this one. Um, mindset and accountability. So you're actively focused on continuing to challenge yourself. You mentioned it earlier. You like to not just settle and say, oh, I'm, I'm good now. I made it. How did you gain that awareness in the first place? And then what are the things that you do and recommend doing to help people stay in that, that mindset that they need to continue to push and climb? Well, I think the biggest secret to mindset is one is recognizing that it's something that you have to work on continuously, period, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's very easy to get frustrated. It's very easy to get dragged down into negativity and it's very easy to get into an ungrateful state, right? And mm -hmm. so I think the biggest thing that people need to do is a couple things. One is learn to be grateful for everything in your life. I mean, period, because the thing is, is we all have so much things to be thankful for. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, if, if you're, if you're able to, if you have your health, if you in a good relationship, if you have healthy family members, there's so many things that we could be thankful for. And, and we don't really appreciate, I mean, it's very easy. I mean, in the Marine Corps or in life, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that all of a sudden comes into existence becomes our birthright right like you know we have a great wife i have a beautiful wife that just is really uh supports me and everything but you know i mean she spoils me so now you know like all of a sudden you know i'm very lucky she makes coffee in the morning you know I, I, that's the first thing she does is, is or the last thing she does before she goes to bed is get the coffee ready well you know all of a sudden it's not made first thing i'll be like damn it why didn't she make coffee now i realize hey i need to be grateful for the fact that I have a beautiful wife that actually is, is, is thinks that it's important to make the coffee for me. Right. I mean, right. you know, it's because we just get stuck in that. The second thing, and I think this is what you, you really preach a lot of is you got to get around people who are better think bigger. You know, that's the biggest, that's the secret, the secret to success and the secret to failure can be summed up in two words, peer pressure. If you get the right peer pressure, you can do anything. I mean, uh, if if any of your audience hasn't watched The Last Dance, right? I mean, I, I've watched The Last Dance, uh, which is the show about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. And, and it talks about how just intense Michael Jordan was. And everyone thought he was the biggest. I'm trying not to swear. Everyone thought he was the biggest <laughs> but, butthole, I guess. But, right. because his, in, but his teammates really learned to appreciate how they he elevate individually he elevated their game and it's just i mean that's a great show uh but um you know when you get around people that are thinking bigger and operating better you start to realize a couple things one they're not that much smarter than you in fact they're not probably not as smart as the average person listening to this <laughs> um that's the truth intelligence sometimes gets in the way of being successful right because we overthink it 
and don't right. and, and why successful people overdo it, right? I just came up with that. That's a pretty good quote. <laughs> we overthink. Most pe successful people overdo, right? They get into action. They do stuff. So I think that's the most important thing, getting around positive people who, who really think that life's going to get better, who really want to get better, who thinks there's more abundance out there. I mean, that's the, the biggest thing I will tell you. Um, I've started several mastermind groups, about to create another one. Um, but um, the biggest thing I did one time is I just called my most successful client I knew. This was about 10 years ago. Said, hey, let's get let's create a mastermind. He said, sure. So basically, and then I called another guy who we looked up on the internet was the richest person in Greenville, South Carolina, and we got him to join the group. <laughs> and we started meeting. Uh, uh, I think we started meeting at least once a month. Maybe it was twice a month. We just started hanging out, talking about business issues and everything. We got a couple other people in there, and then we started another one, right? And we started a simple one where, and based on just real estate investment. And again, I reached out to my successful clients said, hey, I'm pulling this group of people together. There'll be a small fee. This one we charge a small fee for. And um, it's really got people elevated thinking. And what it forced me to do, mm -hmm. because literally I was the most unsuccessful person in the room, it forced me to elevate my mind game. I had to go, I had to bring something to the group every time because I was the leader. And and you'd be a shock. Uh, you know, because I'd be like, gosh, I got to teach someone something. Okay, I'll teach them on extreme ownership. Okay, I'll teach them on strategic coach. Okay, I'll teach them on this. And it was amazing all the stuff, what they brought out of the group and how they were able to put in their business and apply. So it was beneficial not only to the people who attended, but it was very beneficial to me because since I started that group, our business has been from a, from a CPA firm on a jet stream, right? Basically from a gross perspective. It's a good thing you, you bring that up, right? So we we can, like I was mentioning, we can get in our own tunnel vision because we know our profession. And if we don't keep our mind open to say, hey, I'm going to listen to new ideas. I'm going to be humble enough to realize I don't know everything. Then we sh we close off a lot of untapped opportunity. And we don't even realize it's there. We're just like, Correct. Mm. So, so I really love that idea and it's just having the mindset, being humble enough and then opening that door and having those conversations. I always bring up the example of Rocky three. Uh, you familiar with Rocky three, the one with Mr. T and, and Hulk Hogan. Oh, Mr. T. I remember Mr. T. Yeah. On the Rocky three, not as well. I probably, um, which one was the one he fought the Russian? Was that two? I think four? that's four. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and Rocky, Rocky three is the one It's the eye of the tiger. He, okay. he won the championship in two. And then in three, he's like, oh, I'm signing all these autographs. I'm the, I'm the real deal. He loses the eye of the tiger and Mr. T comes up hungry and beats him up. And he has to get the eye of the tiger back. Right. And that's what I can see happen. Some of the biggest um, prospects, the, the people that are most ideal for me to help are the ones that are already doing good and maybe can make some little adjustments here and there. But mm -hmm. the challenge I have sometimes is, is they think, oh, I kind of already know everything. I'm, I'm good enough right now. We got everything under control and aren't even open to looking at those opportunities. And sometimes it's like, well, you could be, but it never hurts to look. Right. Uh, 
Hey, two books. I know this isn't like the book, right? But two books that I'm listening to and reading right now that are really great. One is Winning by Tim Grover. Okay. And it's Tim Grover was the personal trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and everything. But he talks about how people, you know, that they think winning is their friend. But once you start winning, that's when it all of a sudden, you know, he talks about the fleeting glimpse of winning, right? And it's really good about the the mindset um one story that stood out is that um the way he got michael jordan as a trainer Mm -hmm. he was a personal trainer making three dollars and 35 cents an hour in chicago he had his master's in physiology he decided he always wanted to train athletes he says i'm gonna write a letter to everyone on the chicago bulls except michael jordan because he's like michael jordan would never need me and um um michael jordan read the letter on in the locker of one of his and the doctors from the chicago uh, chicago bulls and everything called him and every he never knew who he was going to train and all of a sudden he shows up at michael jordan's door and michael jordan's like i don't think it will work and he had absolute confidence he says this will work and he says okay i'll give you 30 days oh and by the way you got to buy all the equipment for me i'll pay you but i mean but i need it delivered to my house because i'm not working out i can't work out in public gym and this is back in the 90s i think or 80s where that was like impossible but tim grover ended up getting all the equipment in michael jordan's house the next day for uh-huh. them to train hey there this is kenny from growth amplifiers here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the start here button Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. So, cool. Tim Grover. Tim Grover winning. So, if you're tuning in now, I would suggest... Um, checking out that book, you know, you might see in my podcast, I've got all these books in the background here and they're not just for show. They're books that I read, books that I listen to. And even if you just grab one idea from a book or you, you get one concept or maybe you even refresh it or see it from a different perspective or strengthen it in your mind, all that adds up, all of it has value. Thank you for sharing, Mike. Yes, and uh, the second book, uh, and you probably—I don't know if you've read any Patrick Lencioni. Yes, Lencioni. Yes, the Advantage is a really, really great book because I was talking to some other CPAs, and and the biggest struggle in our industry right now, and I think in a lot of industries, is building a team. Right, every CPA usually gets to the point of their business where they're, you know, at least leveraged. Right. Right there, you know, they've got a, a receptionist, they got an, maybe a personal assistant, they've got a couple of people helping them. But th- their struggle is building this dynamic team, right? You know, that's and that's the struggle. That's the struggle with every business, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what to do is not the issue. Knowing the expertise, like doing the tax plans, doing the CFO work, everyone knows how to do that. It's building a team that gets it done without you there. And Patrick has some really, I've really dug into his stuff, actually hired someone to help with our business and realize, hey, and he's a big Patrick Lenciani. And so I started reading 
some of the books and it's like he's just taking me through this playbook and it's worth it but i'm sitting there going you know, i has a cpm like hey i got figure how to do this for my clients right because it was like you know twelve thousand dollars for two days of training which was worth it but but training is only you've got to live it yes right and so the thing is, is but that's the biggest thing when i talk to other cpas i'm always i always hear team 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 like our mutual friend you probably he'll tell you team 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 is the biggest issue and so um i've been getting deep into that and that's been a great eye opener for us yes i concur um and i've and i've seen that and that goes back to you don't know what you don't know you know your business but then if you haven't had certain experiences you're not going to know the best path for it if you're battling the day-to-day whirlwind then trying to do something new at the same time while hurting cats and expectations it Hmm. becomes its own challenge so getting like like you said have a roadmap and then sometimes working with a guide to help you implement that's another thing sometimes i hear too is like oh well i could just do it on my own and we could we could but sometimes having the help with implementation makes a big difference. Oh yeah, uh, I definitely, I'm a big believer in hiring outside help. Um, that's been the biggest, if people ask me, you know, how, how do you have a CPA firm? You got 21 people you've grown from, I think 10 years ago, we were three people, right? Mm. So the thing is, is um, we've done it by what you're saying is looking outside and saying, there's got to be something better. Someone's got to know something more than I do. Someone's got to know something, right? So I've been members of all sorts of CPA groups. Uh, one of the big things that we did was we signed up for strategic coach probably uh, 10 or 11 years ago, just to sort of, you know, and it sounded too good to be true, to be honest with you. It's one of those things like, hey, this guy's joking. I'm going to double my business. I'm going to take more time off. I'm going to whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was true. I mean, the thing is, is, is um, it helped you start thinking outside that, you know, wow, there's this whole other thing out there. If I focus on relationships, I multiply opportunity. If I focus on delegation, I multiply income. If I focus on strengths and forget about my weaknesses, I become a more powerful business owner. I mean, those, those are truths, right? If I have a vision, I'll get there quicker, right? These are basics. Everyone says basic, but but the thing is, is living them is not basic, right? You know, knowing that, hey, all those things is very basic, but actually doing it requires winning, right? So. I, I like saying, you know, there's there's what you know, and then what you do, and then there's the results that you want. And if you can know it, that's great. But if you're not doing it, then you're missing something. And if you don't, if even if you're doing it, but you still don't have the result, then you still have a gap. Right. So it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters. Are you getting the result? And I like what you said there, Mike. It's you've got to live it. And I think I know I've made that mistake myself in the past. I see others making that mistake. They're looking for the quick fix. They're looking for the, let me just learn this new thing and, and, see rapid rapid change and it's it really requires changing the mindset and then changing the actions to change the result i think it's like be do have from right Mm -hmm. right um 
So awesome stuff. You're sharing some really awesome information. And uh, we're, we're just going to jump. We'll do these a little quicker. But um, so you, you can already tell just by hearing your, your voice uh, that you do things differently. You think differently. You act differently. When you're talking to potential clients or prospects that maybe don't know you and, and they're getting to know you and they're looking around, what is it that you tell them about your business? How do you differentiate it versus maybe a, a different business that may offer a similar service? What? How do you differentiate? Well, the biggest thing is through our core values, right? We try to live and breathe our core values, and we try to communicate to our client, right? So we're 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 not the firm for everyone. We're we're a concierge CPA firm, so we we do things a little different. But you know, it comes to our care our core values of care, right? We care about our clients deep, right? And so because of that, we have relationships with clients throughout the year. We're not transaction accountants. We're not someone you just drop off your returns and do stuff. You're usually going to be meeting with us four times a year minimum. A lot of clients we meet with monthly. A lot of clients we call monthly, weekly, something, you know. And so that's the big difference is care. The second core value that I think differentiates us is extreme ownership, right? We own it, right? When you're a client, we own it. I mean, the thing is, is we don't blame the client. We don't blame it. We take responsibility. You know, if you tell us we're going to do this, we're going to make sure it gets done, right? The third mm -hmm. core value is Pareto. Right. And Pareto is that 80 20 rule that says, hey, we're going to focus on what really matters. A lot of, and we're accountants, we get tied up on like the $500 meals and entertainment deduction or something like that sometimes when, you know, a client's got a million dollars of income. Trust me, we get lost in the detail sometimes, but the core value is, hey, what's really going to push, what's really going to make a difference? Mm. Right. What's the what's the 20% that's going to make a difference? So those three core values, I think, just distinguish us from our competition. And really, I mean, right now we just got some capacity. We're on a waiting list. And so now that we're working on our processes, I, I really feel like we, we're, we're going to just grow some more. I mean, I think there's a waiting list. So. That is remarkable. I, I just love how you articulate what you do and your philosophy that you live by. And I'm saying that, it may seem like I'm gushing a little bit, but I'm being sincere. Okay. And no offense if you're the CPA tuning in and saying, hey, what the heck? <laughs> I, I've I've come to see that there are some who've learned their profession and they know it and that they, they just want to they want to stay there. And this is probably not the ones listening to Growth Amplifiers anyway. So don't feel offended if you hear this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but some just... I, this is what I do. This is the way I've always done it. And that's the way I'm always going to continue to do it. And while there's nothing wrong with knowing your profession and, and not trying to ex expand in some ways, it's limiting when you don't, when you don't look to see how else you can improve, how, how else you can provide transformation. If you're getting caught up in those minutiae details and not looking at the bigger picture, then, then it's a disservice, right? So I think that's um, th something to, ex to think about is just how can we continually provide better experiences? And this is pretty much the last question we had, which um, is how to provide excellent experiences for customers. What are ways that you craft a memorable experience? And when you're interacting with them, you already kind of shared 
with us that you that you provide more than just um, give it, us your stuff. It and we'll brings us on. to to our fourth our fourth core value, which is value, right? I think the way we create a memorable experience for a client. Well, first of all, it's all about the front stage too. We, we greet our clients by name. We have a coffee menu. We have an espresso machine. We if they if they've been here before, we remember what drink they have. We offer that, right? It's very mm. simple. Simple. Hey, we care about you. But the biggest thing is too is then we're going to create value, right? You got to create value for the client and you got to give them something that they feel is valuable. A lot of times we do that through tax planning. A lot of times we do that through financial advice and sometimes we just do it through business advice, right? Because we're always trying to help our clients get to the next level. Just like you, how do you get to the next level? Right. One, one thing I was going to, I liked your last question and I know we got like one minute, Sure. but how do you get rid of fear? And that's the biggest, the big, that I thought was a great question. I wanted to answer it because I'm working on that as a business owner. One of my serious flaws is that I, I, I have a hard time confronting people. I have a hard time, uh, I either do it too harshly or don't do it. Right. So the thing gives us, so what I've been doing and Kenny, you've probably seen some of this cause I know we're friends on Facebook, but I've been doing some of these challenges. Like I did one challenge to 44, 44 fearless challenge where you did two minutes of Facebook live, you did a bunch of things. Um, I was trying to do that challenge again. I sort of washed out on it. Um, but I am now doing a uh, hard 75, which is uh, <laughs> by, I forget his name. I want to say Nick, but the Fertilla, some guy named Fertilla wrote. Um, and it's a, it's been pretty good about, you know, uh, I take a cold shower for five minutes. I don't know if that's optional. Uh, but but anyway, I do like to call charges as a 55-year-old man. I've been doing two workouts a day, 45 minutes, one outside. Today will be my first outside workout that sucks. Um, the, then the third thing is you drink a gallon of water. The fourth thing is you take a picture. And the fifth thing, which is the hardest for some people, which probably is the hardest for everyone, is a strict diet. Strict diet, no cheap meals, no alcohol. No feed meals, none of that garbage, right? That's just, I'm, I'm quoting the guy who did did it. And um, and what it's supposed to do is teach you to face that inner, you know, to get a little more discipline, to get a little more edge. Uh, he got it from the book Winning, and he also got it from the Iron Cowboy, who's the guy who ran 50 triathletes or 50 ultra marathons, not wow. tri in 50 days in 50 states. Uh, it was great, um, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Makes me want to go um, work out. <laughs> no, Mike, really cool. And I, I do appreciate you sharing this because I know people need to hear it. Um, we should be getting outside of our comfort zones. We should be challenging ourselves, not to the point where we're completely overwhelmed, but to the point where we're ch giving ourselves a challenge. That's how we grow. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're tuning in, Mike, and, and people want to learn more about you and what you do, um, where would be the best place to go and, and, and to send them? Uh, the best place is, is the website, mellinger.us. That's M-E-I-L-I-N-G-E-R.us. And then basically they can reach us through there um, and gladly answer anyone's questions or talk to anyone. So thank you. I want to thank you. I'm very grateful that you uh, let me on this podcast. So um, uh, it's an honor. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. He's an awesome you. rock star professional. He knows his stuff, whether it's about mindset, whether it's about staying healthy and staying fit, whether it's about 
providing awesome service to his clients, helping them transform those that they serve. Uh, is a really inspirational guy. And Mike, I appreciate your time for connecting with us and sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.